You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Michael C., back with another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. And on this podcast, we talk all about the uh, hot wifing and cuckold lifestyle and also some of the interracial BBC lifestyle thrown in there for good measure. And my objective, as always with this show, is to separate fact from fiction, to give you an idea of what really goes on and what makes people in this lifestyle tick. So I'm concluding my, my, my week in at Splash, my week at Splash, actually, and have had the pleasure of meeting some really, really fan- fascinating people. And one couple in particular that I met that stood out uh, was a younger cuckold couple. I, I will, they will be known as C and L. Uh, won't you guys say hi? Hello. 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 <laughs> they were they were nice enough to to sit down and allow me to to share their story with you all because I just think that it's a, a wonderful story that needs to be shared. So. I guess to kind of get this part out of the way, and we'll we'll circle back to it. But this was your first splash, right? Yes. You yes. This yeah. was our first one. Yeah, you can't nod your yeah. head. That doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't translate to audio very well. Very good. Yeah, yes, this is our first splash. <laughs> um, okay, so to give my 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 listeners an idea, how old are you both? Thirty-five. Yes, thirty-five. Okay, you're both. So you're both. We're both thirty-five. Okay. Yeah. And as I said, you, your dynamic is, is, is more cuckold and you've known each other for how long? Since we were 12, 21 <laughs> years or something. Okay. And how long have you been married? 10 years. Okay. So I want to start with you, C. Kind of take us back to the beginning of when this mysterious cuckolding thing first got on your radar. Like how did that happen for you uh well for me um it really started i guess through the bns or the domination submission where i kind of found myself uh, submissive and as i explored more in that realm i kind of crossed into the female-led relationships and the cockholding part of that um but this was a long time ago before we um acted on the lifestyle i would say how old were you so could you you i would say i was probably you know early 20s where it really kind of crossed into my mind or crossed paths with the female-led kind of cockholding style because you, we had this conversation earlier and and you had said something that i found interesting because it, it kind of parallels something in my own development and that was something that caught your eye first that then led to you discovering submission why don't you share that with my so i first uh, i guess would say i had a you know, a foot fetish and, um, definitely was the first thing I really explored with, uh, L, um, early, early on. And this goes back to our high school dating years, but that was the first time I really mm-hmm. had any alternative, I guess, from the norms. And, um, that kind of actually led me down my path really to more of the, the DNS, like I said earlier. So obviously you guys have been together for, you know, when, even when you were young, so this is kind of entering your, your vision. Had you ever explored it with another woman prior to Elle at all? Like even, like, did you even mention it to another woman or has she been the only woman that you ever even let know about this side of yourself? 
Um, she's been really the only woman in my any of my life, I guess, so far, to be quite quite honest. So mm-hmm. she's definitely the only woman I've shared that with. Okay. And like I said, again, the, 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 the conversation that we had earlier, when you first started kind of understanding that, oh, shit, this, this thing over here, you know, turns me on. Like you said, you kind of explored the, started uncovering the DS side first. Yes. You know, like the, the you know, uh, FLR, women in charge, you know, that kind of thing. When did you learn that there was also a sexual, because they're, they're kind of different. You know they what I'm are like different. They're, they're different. And like, when did you start to, you know, peel the, the layers back on like, oh, there's this other thing where she not only is in control of me, but she is also able to, if she chooses to take other lovers and be with other men. Like, when did you start to realize that that was a piece of this? Um, I mean, going back to our history a little bit, we, you know, we did have a little, I guess, you know, small separation when we were in our you know, high school senior right. year, but that kind of, uh, she actually dated somebody else and, uh, you know, slept with him. And I know that back then, and that probably was a really like where I'm supposed to be just angry and, you know, super mad. And, um, I guess I was a little bit turned on maybe. And that's kind of where I kind of said what the, you know, what the hell is going on with me. Right. Um, but then, you know, to fit into the, status quo i kind of fought that with overreacting jealousy and really turned into you know quite the asshole through it but uh as we've as i've accepted or learned more about it i guess you know it kind of changed changed the view now for you l when you know you guys are in high school and you're dating and you're on your break and you're with the other guy like like he just mentioned and he's reacting with this jealousy, did you ever pick up anything? Like, did you ever pick up anything in his behavior that he was going down this path of being submissive? Like, was there ever anything that you kind of noticed that you were like, hmm, that's interesting. You know, like, I've never seen any of my girlfriend's boyfriends act like that. Like, did he ever display anything to you? No, no, I, no, he's always been, I mean, in when we were in high school, even after that, he's always been a very jealous type of guy. Right. So when I did start dating that guy yeah i mean i i thought it was a normal reaction right, first right. you know someone in high school you know absolutely all, you know all of us got jealous yeah you know it was just uh you know but but you didn't know that he was overcompensating no you know so when did you two get to the point where you could actually have those conversations like how far into your relationship before the trust was built up to where you see felt comfortable like hey there's this thing that is kind of weird but i kind of like it and i'm not even talking about the cuckolding stuff i'm just talking about just the the the, the dom stub you know stuff where it's yes it's more mainstream but to the world at large it's still viewed as this kind of weird thing so how long did it take you to get comfortable to feel like letting her know that side of you i I'm trying to go back because this, I, know. I think I've told her that, like, I mean, that was not, not as far into our relationship as the, you know, the cockholding right, that came right. out. So, I mean, she's kind of known I like the way she, you know, runs the show, at least in the bedroom since our uh, early twenties. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would say early twenties. Yeah. Yeah. So somewhere in our early twenties yeah. where has kind of decided to come out and that would be, Maybe five years into our relationship already, pretty much. Or so I'm curious. So 
prior to you, as you, as you so eloquently put coming out <laughs> about that, were you doing the, the, the standard thing of, Hey, well, I'm the guy I'm supposed to be in charge. So let me be in charge, even though it wasn't really what your nature was, or were you finding ways to like subtly submit to her, even though you haven't officially told her yet? Like, like, were you just like the doting boyfriend, which is one of like scratching your, you know, your submissive itch without actually. Oh, definitely. 100%. I mean, yeah, that's no doubt. Mm -hmm. Spoil the, spoil the shit out of her, you know. And you just thought he was being like extra nice. Yeah. (laughs) Like not knowing that that's just his nature. Yeah. Or, you know, I would, I mean, sexually, I would always probably go down on her. Like she's known I'd love to go down on her than her going down on me since, you know, way back. Yeah. So, I mean, there's maybe little things like that. And then I was definitely the doting boyfriend and just, you know, doing as much as I can, trying to give her the world like I am today. No, absolutely. Um, it's, it's kind of been like that. And that's probably definitely tapped into the submissive nature, trying to display it without being overtly like. Yeah, without her actually knowing. I mean, kneeling. Was, yeah, really, really going on. I mean, was taking control, did that come easy for you? Or did you have to, like, if he never said anything, would, you had, would your natural progression been to let him as the man be in charge? Like, what was your mindset about roles in a relationship at that time? Um, so I grew up like, I grew up in a very like Catholic, you know, family mm-hmm. Went to church every Sunday. We went to a private Catholic school. So the role of the man and the woman, it's super traditional the way I right. see it. So yeah, you know, and I think him, you know, when he acted jealous, like that was super normal, you know, in the world that I lived in forever. Like, mm-hmm. so Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, so I was asking if the, if the control, if taking charge, right. the, if that came easy to you, if it was some kind of a, of a it, struggle it for did. you. I mean, it's like, it's like, I'm very traditional, but also the women in my family are also very like, they're, you know, they're the head of the house, not the head of the ho- household, but th- they take charge, you yeah. know, they're in charge. So like that came in, I'm the oldest that just came in very easy for me. Even mm-hmm. now, like in my professional role, you know, at home, like it's just, I, I guess it's more natural. Right. Okay. You know? that, so when he finally works up the courage to disclose to you that, Hey, there's a, there's a reason why I'm so doting on you. Not that I don't love you. Not that I'm not doing it because I care, but there's something in me that makes me want to just, take it even further and just like kneel in front of you and like not only call you goddess, but treat you like one, like every single day, like, like doing that brings me a level of pleasure that I probably can't even articulate into words. Like, what was that like for you when he, as he said, came out to you about that? Um, it was initially like when he like okay, kind of going back in when he told me about his fantasy about this old cuckold thing. I definitely had like a lot of like mixed emotion about it. You know, it was like, it was more like, do you want to sleep with other women, you know, or even do you want to sleep with other guys? Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's just, I think the whole, like being more and more submissive, kind of came in the middle. And when I realized, okay, like, no, this is not, this is not about, you know, 
him sleeping with other women. It's like, it's really him about like wanting to like worship me and be there for me and give me everything, which he's always done. But like now it's like, it's like on steroids. Right. Right. <laughs> so it, it's, a, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's, it's been amazing. Like I, it's, I just see him so differently, you know, like. How so? Can you give my listeners an idea? Like you say, you see him differently. Like, how would you put that? Like there's so, like, I see like the more sensitive side of him and um, he's just very devoted. Like he's just like, he would do anything for me. And it's just, it's hard to explain. No, I, I, I get it. And, and you know, cause I've, I've explained to you, you know, the situation that I'm in and like, it's, it's a feeling that like there's love, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and, and love is extremely powerful. You know what I'm saying? But when you have someone who basically says, I'm putting my life in the palm of your hand and wherever you go, I'm going to follow. Like, I'm, I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to, like, my trust is so complete that you drive. Like, there's a, a sense, there's a weight to that. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a, like, oh shit. If we fuck up, it's my fault because mm-hmm, I'm the mm-hmm. one making all the decisions. I can't blame any of it on this person. So I need to be really thoughtful in the moves that I make because, like I said, if I take a wrong turn somewhere, I can't blame anyone but myself, you know. And, you know, that didn't happen to me until later in life. I can't even imagine, you know, you being the age that you were, you guys being a younger couple and having that kind of responsibility you know, for lack of a better word, uh, you know, uh, uh, placed on you. But one of the things that I've, you know, noticed just in being around you guys for the week here at Splash, and I'd be curious to know how you got to this point, is I've, I've known all different kinds of, of, of cuckoldresses, and, and you can see that they're at different points in their, excuse me, in their development. And one of the things that's really cool about watching you is how comfortable you are in it now mm-hmm. i mean the way you interact the way you move the way you carry yourself the way you talk to him the way you display your you know your 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 jewelry you know your key uh the conversation that we had about your key uh probably about two weeks ago and understanding how important that key is to you like it's more than just a piece of jewelry it's more than something that adorns your neck like it it's in other words it's almost probably as important to you as your wedding ring. For sure. You, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And like, that's really, really cool to me that it means that much, you know, to you. So I'm just curious, like, how did you, like, do you remember a flip, a switch flipping as far as like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to commit to this. Like the way that he's committing to me, I'm going to commit to this because I love him and I want to be the best that I can be at this. Because I know I'm getting his best. Like, do you remember when you started to kind of formulate those thoughts and how it went for you? I don't remember exactly when, but like when I, when he told me like, you know, I want to be submissive to you and all that. And I'm kind of like, okay, I'm just going to let you do what you want to do. And I just seeing the way he, he was and he is, um, and how dedicated he is at, you know, he's doing that. And how much he loved it and how like just, you know, doing simple things for me and going above and beyond and how 
happy that made him Mm -hmm. that I think that's when I'm like, okay, you're obviously all in it and you're happy and I'm happy. Like I'm getting everything I want. Right. So that's kind of like when I'm like, okay, let's, you know, I think that was probably, Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly when that happened, but that's what kind of when I'm like, okay, under, you know, when you just committed to it Mm -hmm. now, you know, there are a number of different, it's almost like an a la carte kind of thing. Like different, acts that couple that different cuckold couples enjoy whether it's chastity whether it's humiliation whether it's cream pie eating whether it's branching into flr like there are a, a number of different things that 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 couples enjoy um i'm curious to find out cuz obviously i can see how much you guys love each other and how much you care about each other how difficult was it for you to get into the humiliation aspect of it. Very hard. Very hard. Like kind of t- talk about that a, a, a little bit. Like when, like when you would do it in the beginning was like your heart, not really into it. Like, okay, I guess like almost like reading from a script, like, okay, yeah, he's bigger than you. <laughs> like, could you tell her heart wasn't really into it in the beginning? Like, yeah, she's not there yet. Well, I mean, yeah, we'd be definitely before we ever, like, you know, we started with, uh, fantasy in the bedroom before we actually moved forward to finding somebody and so we had some toys and we'd mess around a little bit you could definitely there would be times where it was definitely like you said or where she's just kind of like feeding into what she thinks is like okay this is what i think yeah. i would say and yeah. then you know versus now where there's conviction behind it <laughs> yeah she, she she's meaning what she says yes because one of the things i like i like to find out about is from what i've observed there's almost like two types of humiliation, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a, a less severe kind of truth-based humiliation. For example, if your cuck is five inches and your bull is nine inches, is it like, Hey, he's bigger than you. Okay. That's based in truth. Like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're this, he's this, Mm -hmm. like that's truth. You know, he's hitting spots that you can't. Okay. That's based in truth. You know, he, you know, the physical act of fucking, you know, he's better at that than you are. Like that's a, that's a, like I say, a truth-based type of humiliation, you know, a more extreme that some people bristle at, but I do know that some people are into it. And I never, you know, as a dear friend, Mistress K said, I, I never yuck anybody's yum, you know, but I guess a more extreme version would be when you start getting into the territory of, oh, well, he's a better man than you. Like that type of humiliation. You know what I'm saying? That is not necessarily truth-based and it's, it's more, you know, extreme. So I'm just curious, like what, 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 because obviously from being around you guys, it seems like you're more in the truth-based side of it, mm-hmm. you know, from listening to you and, and, and everything like that. So what caused you to get that conviction as he said in it? Like, Oh, okay. I can. Yeah. Yeah. And say it with like, you know, say it with your chest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what was it that kind of made that easier for you? Um, I think it was just time, you know, like the more we did it and mm-hmm. the more like I felt comfortable, you know, cause you're right. It's the truth. Like why deny it? You right. know? <laughs> so, I mean, at first it was like, I don't want to hurt his feelings. Like, is this hurting his feelings? Like this is, you know, doesn't seem right. Like he's my husband. I love mm-hmm. him. Why would I want to hurt his feelings? But you know, like he was into it and you know, yeah, we played around about, you know, before we actually met someone for a little bit and, you know, in our own way, you know, together. And then, yeah, and then eventually it just became more comfortable as time went on, you know, because that facts is facts. <laughs> like, like, I know that that's probably the number one thing that, 
women who are newer to this struggle with. Like that's the thing that they struggle with the most is being able to humiliate because they love so much mm-hmm. and they don't want to come across as being mean or, or hurtful, you know, or, or, or anything like that. So, you know, I, I know it's something uh, that they struggle with. So I also know that you guys in, enjoy uh, chastity. So kind of like, were you, did you have, did you ever cage yourself before you brought it up to her? Um, believe so like secretly like okay yeah. i'm gonna lock myself up yeah. and put this on and yeah not i did trying around with it a little bit for sure um now were you living together at the time you were experimenting with it yeah so how do you like i'm just curious how would you do it without her knowing like you'd only wear it for like a couple of minutes or you wait till she went to work or yeah more like just yeah not let them do prolonged right wearing and just kind of try it on i think and then take it off and you know you know before an hour's up right. you know what i mean just to kind of Play around with it, I guess. Um, so how long did you experiment with it before? Like, how long did this go on of you messing around with it before you told her about it? Um, not too long. Um, I told her about it, I guess. And then after that, it was kind of like something we both kind of didn't really jump on right away, I'd say. Kind of just. Did you ever, did she ever almost catch you wearing it before you told her? Whatever. Like, oh, like, oh shit, she's home. Let me get this cage off. No, 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 no. <laughs> didn't have any of those situations. Where'd you keep it? Oh, probably just in my nightstand. I mean, we were very, we, we've always been like, we always allowed each other our own lives in our life. I think that's right. what's allowed us to grow together. Mm-hmm. So, so great over the years, to be honest, mm-hmm. we've always had our, you know, we've never broken our trust and we've always had that for each other to have their own, like, this is your own thing. This is my own thing. Right. And I'm not going to violate that by yeah, we, su- in there. we yeah. support each other just a hundred percent through that. And I think that's kind of where that was. And then at the time, you know, I just, I've kept it to my compartmentalize it to my little side, you know, maybe, mm-hmm. I, maybe I kept it out with my, you know, my certain extracurricular activities, my right. cannabis activities or something. I don't keep right. in the house. Right. No, I feel you. Um, I feel you. But, uh, yeah, no, that was definitely a little bit. And then when I did tell her, I think it was kind of like, no, at first. And that was fine, you know, cause mm-hmm. we we're already doing so much other stuff. And then eventually as we, progressed into it she really wanted to try it again and now i'm pretty sure she likes it a lot more than me (laughs) (laughs) so i i i know that you know here at splash you know i know you had him in the red room like i i I know that you enjoy impact play yes you know paddles caning i remember he told me that you have a single tail which Mm -hmm. is very impressive because i know the skill that like you can really hurt someone with that if you don't know what you're doing so the fact that you use a single tail so i'm curious did that come before like when did that coming to play for you like oh okay i i I like striking my husband you know what i'm saying like where did that come from where did that come from or when did it start well kind of both like when did it start and was it something that you had to get used to or was it like whack oh i like this you know um i think well i think we started with like the whole you know he's very into feet you Mm -hmm. know and heels so we were doing like you know trampling so I think that kind of just led up to that. Yeah, you, we've started with the heels and the trampoline long right. time before any yeah. any other activity. That was definitely our first thing when we were. So before you even bought any kind of paddle or yes, cane or yes, yes the yes. trampling was. It was like, yes, yeah, heels and, you know, like maybe even when in bed with her having her like dig him into me as I'm going down on her, you know, kind right. of, and she kind of started to really enjoy that more mm-hmm. and more. Mm-hmm. I think that was kind of a light switch to like. 
furthermore down the just seeing the marks like the next day you know yeah she used to love seeing the marks <laughs> so you 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 like that like seeing the evidence of your yes. of your work and now has it ever gotten awkward like did you ever have to like cover up something like around like family or work or like did you have to learn how to like oh, okay you can't hit me there because i have to go to work and i wear that and you know i mean there was a few times where we we lived in a you know we were near the we go to the beach or something like that and i was like oh shirt's not coming off today <laughs> you know um things of that nature because there was literally circle bruises and marks right. all over or um so yeah there was definitely a few times like that <laughs> <laughs> so you you start with the chastity and you know you it becomes like how much would you say it's a part of your dynamic now because i mean i've seen you like I said, this entire week at Splash, and that, that key has always been around your neck. You know, so in your daily life, like, how often do you wear that? I wear it six days out of seven. Now, do you? Do I you, take it off on one day a week just to give him a break. And right. Also, because we're potty training. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to show our son how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't need the awkward question of what's right. that? <laughs> no, absolutely. No, I, I, I know I, I gave you a, a hard time about this earlier in the week, but for the most part, do you only wear the key when he is caged? Yes. Yes. And is that the only key? This is the only key. <laughs> There's no backup anywhere? No. I mean, there's the company we got to call real quick to get, a, get another lock, I guess. <laughs> now, is, 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 is that intentional? Like, yeah, we're only going to have one key. That's how no. commit. Like, are we like hardcore check? Or is no. like you had, you had, because usually they send two. We were experimenting with different locks and just like some of the keys are very, uh, as you can see, Commercial. her key's a little decorative. So yeah. she, you know, a lot of the locks she didn't feel, or the keys she didn't want to wear around her neck. So right. that lock was out or we'd find a decorative key that she really liked but the lock was shit and then right. we finally found the right combination from a company but they only sent one oh so we don't know if that's maybe i don't know i'd have to go back and research but that's living on the edge <laughs> <laughs> living on the edge um I'm, I'm sure some people will find that uh very interesting so you're in your you're in this journey you're doing all this exploring and and connecting and and uncovering you know, all of these different things about each other, you're discovering this, this, this dominant in control, you know, bit of a sadist, you know, in, 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 you know, in yourself and, you know, you're discovering this masochistic side of yourself and, and, you know, enjoying her, you know, being in charge and in control and really, you know, kind of running with that, When did it get to the point where you were like, okay, let's talk about involving a third person in this? So, I mean, that had to be in our, you know, later, later twenties, early thirties, mm -hmm. I'd say is when, like for when I actually brought it up and that's pretty far, you know, we're already married at this point. Right. Um, you know, we're probably going close to like six years or something at that point mm -hmm. married. And then I, I don't know. I mean, I let the fantasy build up or was, you know, jacking off in secret for so long to stuff that I just said, I'm just going to tell her mm -hmm. and she reacts. That's great. Or, you know, if she reacts and shuts it down, that's never getting brought up again. Right. And if she 
I don't know. I really didn't have any plan, to be honest. I was mm-hmm. like, let's just talk about it one time and just tell her, this is, you know, something so, more than a bedroom fantasy. I think I really want to see this. Okay, so up to this point, you, it was something that was fuel for your fantasies in bed, but you never thought it was something that he actually really wanted to do. It was like, oh, yeah, something kinky that we talk about in bed, and yeah. it gets him off, and oh, okay. But for you, you're like, you know, I would love for this to happen. I just don't know how to tell her. Yes. Okay. Yes, very much. So when he tells you that, hey, this is not just something that gets me off in bed, was your initial reaction like, hell no? You know, like, I'm just curious, how did you react when you found out that this went deeper than just fantasy talk in bed? Um, I, you know, I just kind of accepted it. Like, I just said, let's, okay, let's just, let's try it out. Okay. She really it did. It didn't I mean. really, like... I don't know. At that time, I didn't really. Her initial reaction, I remember it this very well, but her initial reaction was she said, okay. And she kind of paused for a second, took it all in. I could see, you know, mm-hmm. internalized it. I think you might even have got up and left the room for a second. Came back in with some questions that were more like, you know, like, so is this because you want to sleep with other women? You're going to have me sleep with a guy so I can, so then you have a, say you can go sleep with right. other women or I think she looked at me again and said, you know, are you going to leave me for a guy? Like what the fuck? Right. And I think it really kind of just started opening up the talk more about it being more than the, the fantasy, I yeah. guess. Like, no, I actually do want to see you enjoy, you know, a bigger, you know, how did you, I'm just curious. How did, how, like, how did you explain that desire to her? Like, like I want to see you with another man because it would make me feel what? Like, even if you remember, you might not it even would, remember what you said. I just think, you know, make me feel like, turn me on. I mean, make right. me feel good. Or, you know, at the end of the day, I think oddly, is, oddly enough, would, I would get turned on by that. I would enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of where I was really going with it. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I, you know, I fought in my head back and forth so much of like, do I just, do I even bring this up to her? Is right. it something this is not normal? Am I crazy? Like, I mean... The audience can't see how beautiful she is, but she's gorgeous. And so then you're thinking even more like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, yeah. guys are already throwing themselves at her. Am I really going to we open this door, so to say? Right, right. right. I'm going to open this Pandora's box. Exactly. And, uh, but for, yeah. So I just eventually got enough, I guess, courage or whatever. I said, fuck it. Let's, let's run this and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. Okay, so he, he tells you, you, you find out that it's real, that it's not some kind of subterfuge for him to find another woman or run off with a guy. And so it's like, okay, so how are we going to do this? Like, how do we do, do I just go to a club and pick up a guy? Do I, the next guy that hits on me that I find attractive, do I just let, like, how did you figure out what kind of guy should be the first guy? Did you want it to be spontaneous and organic? Like, I'm just kind of curious how that came about was it somebody that you already knew <laughs> like, no oh, no i know there have been people that have, you know they'll call an ex up or yeah you know or something like that so um well before we like actually like you know met someone i wanted to learn more about it like i wanted to just like understand it more like i i was like i you know we played in the bedroom I, I'm like, I said, I want to try, but could I really do it? You know, mm-hmm. like, is it like, we've been together for so long. Is this something that, you know, like, what if this like actually like breaks us, you know? So we bought a couple books. Actually, you bought some books. 
Yep. And then that's kind of where the podcast came in, you know, started listening to you and, um, Thank you for that. yeah. <laughs> and that really helped a lot for sure. Kind of being more, um, like open and just like being empowered and just kind of like, okay, this is, this is, this is what he wants and you guys have been playing it. Like, like why not? You know, mm. like, you know, like there's nothing like you guys are happy together. You know, there's, you know, you know, he knows about it. You know about it. Like you guys are in understanding of it all. Um, so just kind of reading more and listening to your podcast just kind of just encouraged me like, okay, let's do it. And then I mean, you, that, fa- you found, you found our guy. Yeah. I mean, there was the first, when she started like listening to the podcast and like stuff, you know, it was, it was more like, oh shit, she's really, yeah. she's really into this. Yeah, girl. She's, like, put, she's really putting the effort in to right. learn to understand. And like, I had no, I've never heard of this and you know, until right. before. And all of a sudden I'm like running her lunch out to her car and I'm like, the hell is on the radio right now you know what i mean it's eight, eight in the morning what the did i just hear what they think they said and um it kind of just opened our eyes more i think and we did have a lot of discussions and i mean before we actually met our first person it took us a while to be honest we mm-hmm. we talked a lot about you know what do you want like what can it be like some limitations on especially on our first one like as far as like should we have like you know what boundaries should we place right. like I want to be there versus like just loaning you out for the night or whatever. Um, and there's so many dynamics that I don't mean that, you know, I teach their own. Like yeah, you said, absolutely. So, absolutely. It's all about what works for but you. We've tried to find what developed. And that was actually something that I think we heard on that. I heard on one of the shows from you um, where it was like, you know, before we just find our bowl and just jump on the first big dick we see, or mm-hmm. the first guy that wants to really fuck her, we let's make sure he's the right person to bring into our, into our dynamic, into our life to try this out with you. Right. That. So it probably did take us a little longer before mm-hmm. we actually, even after she said, yes, like, let's do this. Mm-hmm. There was definitely some, you know, filtering out of a few months before we found the right person. And, um, okay. So you've gone through all that. You found the right person and he, he fits and yep. okay. And, you know, eventually it's game day, mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, this is supposed to happen tonight mm-hmm. that day i mean did you have that conversation with yourself like okay man like are you sure this is what you want like did you both have that moment like okay it, it's happening tonight it's it you know like this is the night that it goes from being just something that gets us hot when we talk about in bed to being something that's that's very very real are we sure that we want to you know, like, did you have that conversation? Was like, hey, if you want to change your mind right now, I'll understand. <laughs> you know I mean, you want to tell him? Yeah, go ahead. She actually did say that exactly. Like, so this is. She's like, this is it. Once we start, she's like, you know, it's going to be a conversation about taking it away. Yeah. Um, which was, you know, she's like, is this something that you know? Make sure, basically, are you sure you're all in right now on this final moment? Um, and I think we both agree that, like, at the end of the day. If it didn't work out for us, if we were feeling a certain type of way, we would just have to talk. At least we tried. At least we tried. Yeah. <laughs> we, you know, we would try it and then we could just kind of close the book, close the book and <laughs> right. take it back down a notch or whatever it is. Um, but there definitely was that moment. And then she did tell me though, once we start, <laughs> the conversation's going to be about stopping. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, and that, That's actually a very interesting point that you make. I've never actually said that. Whereas in the beginning, you're, t- you know, you would be talking about adding something. Mm-hmm. 
And then after you do it, now that conversation shifts to removing something. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they're, they're two very different conversations. Um, okay, so it's, it's game day. You're there. It's, it's starting to go down. How much were you paying attention to what her eyes were saying? Because obviously we can say a lot. A hundred percent. With her eyes. I think, uh, God, to me, the one of the most, the best moments of the first time, I mean, I can still remember the very first. Oh, yeah, no, you remember it very vividly. Yes, <laughs> yes, hundred yeah, percent. But I think. I've never met a cuck who didn't remember, or even a husband who doesn't remember that first time, like. Like a movie. In oh yes, mind. like I mean, the, the noises, the smells. Anyway, uh, <laughs> as I but as I like, I mean, there was like a little hallway in our room, so like I could hear it before I could see her. Right. And I'd given her some time, like you know, I'd just like, okay, I'll give you guys a few minutes for the comfort level, especially that this is our very first time, you know. Um, and as I remember, I turned the corner, and she's, you know, in, in the, in the midst of it, we kind of locked eyes and. I could see the pleasure in her eyes and that just immediately I respond with a smile and my eyes light up, which in turn, I think lights her up more. And then next thing you know, it's just been a, is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. Now, one of the things that I'm, I'm always curious about because of the, all the things that women struggle with in the society regarding their, their sexual freedoms is this, thing that society says where men want to marry like men will fuck this kind of woman but won't marry that kind of woman you know in other words men will fuck a slut but don't want to marry one and i know that for a lot of women that's a fear that they have is what if i do this and my husband sees me differently like what do i do now what do i do about you know i've got these kids and you know what if he sees me as some kind of slut or a whore because i fucked another man and so those few moments after the guy leaves and it's just you and her, the level of vulnerability that a woman has in that moment entering this lifestyle, like your reaction is everything in that moment. Like if you, if you have a bad reaction, it can really derail things. Even if, even if it's a, just a gut and you apologize for it and, you know, cause I've seen husbands do that. You know, and I tell them, like, look, if you think it was hard getting that turtle out of the shell for the first experience, try doing it after you have a bad reaction to the first time and then try to get her to do it again. So did, in that moment, did you recognize the power? Like, hey, how I respond to her is everything right now. And I'm going to make her feel as like, how did you handle that? Uh, I mean, truthfully, I wish I could answer. Honestly, yes, no. I, I knew I had no. the power there. Or I felt that. But I think. It was such a great experience for us both that, you know, naturally on, I'm, I think I just climbed into the bed and we just kind of cuddled for a mm -hmm. long time and talked, kind of just unpacked a little bit of, right. of everything that happened. And I think really though, there was, I mean, my support was so natural for it yeah. that there was no me thinking like, Oh, if I react bad, this is going to destroy it. It was more like, you know, this is the way yeah, <laughs> Mandalorian <right>. style. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, I mean. absolutely. And I don't, I don't want people to, to, to that's just me, the no, way no, I, I analyze and break everything. Yeah. My, my basic question is, was your reaction positive? It was very positive. You know? I mean, it was, it was very positive. And I remember, yeah, I remember us both being so happy after the very first time and the just holding each other. And, you know, and like, like I alluded to earlier, the guy we found was a 
the perfect for not only the first time he's been, you know, he's been a regular for us and he's, yeah, it's been, it was finding that that I think was a huge part of it as well. Like, right. It's just, I'm, as you know, that we've talked about vibes and kind of chemistry and it's like, that's very big <coughs> for us um, in general. So I remember being very just naturally just really excited, I guess. And, uh, <laughs> so supportive still, you know, where mm-hmm. we just held each other and smiled. I don't think there was much, you know, words for a few minutes later. And then it was kind of just unpacking, like, how was it? And how was it for you? And right. I mean, I still remember something she said, she said, you know, when I saw your smile, she said, she just kind of was able to turn off and enjoy, you know, right. as far mm-hmm. as like, no more like, okay, is he okay with this mm-hmm. now that I'm actually doing this? Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to elaborate, but that's. No, it was like that. Like definitely like, as soon as I heard the door open, I'm like, oh, fuck. Sorry. No, no. We're adults here. It's okay. <laughs> I was like, Not oh. the first F-bomb dropped on my show. <laughs> Won't be the last. Yeah. As soon as the door opens, I'm like, oh, he's here. Like, you know, how is he going to feel about about this? And um, yeah. And then I just looked over and you had like the biggest smile on your face. And <laughs> so. Yeah. So. One of the things I, that I enjoy asking uh, couples, especially cuckold couples, is after your first time, like, that's a very important moment, you know, and it, it, it kind of changes the trajectory of things because now you've added this, this third uh, element. But what I'm curious about is as you've progressed in your dynamic, how it makes you perceive other couples that you see in in your vanilla life. Like you see how husbands treat their wives and, you know, you see how they fight, how they argue, how they handle disagreements, how they communicate, you know, like when you're around your vanilla friends and you're just, you know, out as a group or even around your, like how, like how affectionate, like I see, like I said, spending these few days with you at Splash. I mean, my listeners can't see it, but you haven't stopped touching each other. You know what I'm saying like the, the, the whole time, like you're very affectionate with each other. Mm-hmm. And like here at Splash, that's very common, mm-hmm. you know, like, cause you see all of these couples and they have that level, but in the vanilla world, you know, you start to see that it's not really as common, you know, you can, you know, it's very interesting. Sometimes I'll walk into a restaurant or buy a restaurant and you'll see a couple sitting at a table and they're both just in their phones. Like they're not even acknowledging each other mm-hmm. barely you know, and you get so used to spending time around, like for me, I get so used to spending time around these types of couples that I'm used to seeing that, that open affection and tenderness and communicating and all of that. So I'm just curious, how aware of you, how aware are you of that when you're around just regular couples? Like, Do you notice that? I do. I, I definitely notice that a lot for sure. Like sometimes I kind of have to like it's almost too much, <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, I was going to say the same thing. Sometimes when we're with our friends or what, you know, with our vanilla couples, that we, you know, our friends and stuff, they, she kind of says, Hey, tone it down. Like <laughs> can't be hugging up and rubbing on me like that all the time. Like, Hey, hey that's, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, have your friends ever said anything to you? Like, God, you guys have been married for like, you're still acting like you're newlyweds. Like, have you ever gotten that comment from friends your or friend. anybody? Your friends just said that recently, right? Yeah, yeah. My friends have been uh, 
I mean, I get like, uh, are you still dating your wife? Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what my you know, the other day my friend literally said, like, "You still dating your wife?" Because I'm like, "Oh, I mean, we're going date night, you know, yeah. whatever." And he's just like, "What the f-? like? They don't understand, you know." And mm-hmm. um, I mean, have you ever had a husband tell you like, "Yo, man, tone it down. You get me in trouble over here." Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Um, yeah. Definitely happens, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they probably see the. Her friends, my friends, they do probably see some of it, but I mean, it's just not gonna stop. Right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, like, like you, you can, you can hide the, you know, like you can hide the the chastity, you can hide mm-hmm. the her playing with other guys, mm-hmm. but you can't hide the way that you look at her. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't hide the fact of how attentive you are mm-hmm. to her, you know, or even, you know, like I'm curious, like especially when I I talk to couples that have an FLR dynamic, like. In an FLR dynamic, when you want something, you're not, you don't actually phrase it as a question. You know what I'm saying? It's more of a, hey, do this, Mm -hmm. you know, and around the house, that's fine. You know, but sometimes when you're, you know, when you're around people that are vanilla or don't know anything about it, it's like, oh, she's kind of bossy, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that's how it looks. I'm sure that's how it looks. I mean, I do have some friends that just straight fear my wife. I mean, they don't want to come in. They just go, she home? Oh, I'm not coming over, bro. Like, they're just scared. She's so sweet. But it's just, I think they're like... That fire, she like that, yeah, they, that they aura. See, like, yeah, they, they see how she is towards you. Like, damn, dude, she just be bossing you, but not not knowing that, you, not knowing the, exactly, right? You know what the dynamic I mean? is, or, they just see her as like, damn, dude, your wife is bossy. Like she runs shit. And they yeah. Know, so, um, but yeah, no, I I've definitely gotten into trouble, and I definitely am over affectionate when we compare to the vanilla or you know our friends that aren't involved in the lifestyles, and at least to our knowledge. Yeah. Now, I guess on a on a more I guess serious note for and mainly for you do you ever see a a girlfriend a close friend a family member and like it's like wow her husband treats her like so bad you know what i'm saying like whether i don't know if she like confides in you or you or just what you observe like in the way that he treats her because when you live in this you know we you know, it's almost like we get like a third eye and we just become aware of, of different things that maybe we weren't aware of before. And I'm just wondering, like, do you see that now? Um, I don't see it, but uh, they definitely tell me things, you know, that uh, that are just, yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't put up with it. So. Right. And but I don't uh, see it. How about do you, do you see it? Do you hear about it? Like, oh, I, I have yeah, some friends have that I trip. I just. Yeah. I just can't imagine like the way I've heard some, you know, talk to some of my friends have told the way they talk to their wife. I'm like, right. holy shit. Like I would never, <laughs> <laughs> not just because of our dynamic, but I just don't think that's in me in general. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, I definitely see that and I'm aware of it. Um, I mean, for whatever reason, we love to reverend in me and just kind of feed all, tell all. And so right. I hear a lot, you know, from my from my circle or whatever. And it's very interesting. Um, and part of me just wants to, you know, scream at them. Basically, <laughs> like, no, but, uh, you know, you just kind of take it in and definitely see that. Ooh, so as I, I alluded to before, you know, I, we started talking before splash, I got to meet you at splash. And one of the things that I was really, you know, looking forward to seeing you encounter at splash was being able to be around other couples, mm-hmm. you know, being able to be in that kind of social setting 
with people who you have things in common with. Mm -hmm. And I'm just kind of curious, like discovering that community, like not just an online community, but real people that you can laugh and talk with and look into their eyes and hug them and feel the acceptance and, you know, the, the little hand sign you guys have now, you know, with the other cucks. So I'm just kind of curious, how would you, how would you explain what that feeling was like? Cause I think that was probably new for you guys to be in that, in that type of setting with these other couples. And I'm just kind of curious, how would you explain to my listeners what that felt like? I mean, I was definitely looking forward cause we don't have any, like nobody at home, like nobody knows, you know, and we've never reached out to another mm -hmm. couple online. So I was definitely looking forward to meeting, you know, couples like us. Mm -hmm. um, so to me, it was great. Like, I mean, I kind of, I knew it was going to be like an instant, like connection just because mm -hmm. we have that. It's not, our dynamics aren't a hundred percent, right? but you know, it's, it's similar and, you know, and meeting, you know, some of these people here have been awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, for him, he, he was more like, I don't need to meet other couples, you know, why? Like he's just very, he's also very private. So, you know, um. Yeah, I'm very private in my normal day-to-day, -day, let alone my, you know, private life, so to say. <laughs> it's going to be even more closed door. Um, so coming in, I mean, I think I remember telling you, like, uh, why? Uh, what, yeah. what the F? Like, are you serious right now? And then, um, you know, I was actually, you know, it was great because you see, you know, the, I guess going into it, you have stereotypical like, you know, they're stereotypical, like, right. boxes that everybody is. And so you're thinking, like, why I don't, I necessarily feel like I don't fit the stereotype because, you know, and then coming here, I learned there is no stereotype. I mean, the realest way to put it is some of these, you know, the other talks that I met were you would never know. And they're just like, I mean, they're loud and, you know, <laughs> take charge of a room, so to say. Yeah. But they're sitting there with their cage and their woman with the key right next to them, you know, their queen. So I think that was really good. It was actually nice to you know, to kind of have that community and understand like, okay, there is no certain checklist that makes this, that, you know, makes this us right. or whatever. It was more like, we're all, we're all people enjoying ourselves. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. It, For you, oh, I'm just kind of curious. This is a, a small thing, but I'm just kind of curious. Like you had that first, I guess, even if it dawned on you, where you're like sitting there talking to a woman and it's like, wow, she's wearing a key, you know, like, and I know what that key is for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just kind of curious what that short little moment was like for you to be around other women that were wearing keys like you are. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I saw a couple of women here wearing keys and the one that I met that I really like. Um, it, it's just, it's, it was just a really cool, cool experience. Like, yeah, like seeing her key, I'm like, okay, yeah, I know. I know what that is and mm -hmm. I know what that, well, for me, you know, what it represent and they've been doing it for a lot longer than we have. So, um, it, it was, it was a good experience for sure. No, that was, it was, like I said, it was, it was, it was great for me to be able to sit back and watch you experience that for the first time. Cause like mm -hmm. I said, I've, I've seen this movie a number of times and yeah. I, I, I know how it ends and, it's a beautiful thing. It's like a beautiful ending, like every single time. Um, and you know, it, it's like, I have my, uh, I used to watch the, you know, Caesar Milan and then the dog whisperer. Mm, so okay. I, I, you know how he always had like the, the, the calm submissive dog that he would use to like mm -hmm. you know, keep yeah. the other dogs calm. And there are certain, you know, 
couples that I know that I I use that way. Like, okay, this would be a good starter couple for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and so, you know, it was cool to see you guys bonding with them and talking. And and like you said, it was almost like an immediate, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing that, you know, developed rather quickly. You know, and you see how welcoming these people are. Like, hey, welcome. You know, we know what you're, we've been where you are. We've started out and fumbled around in the dark and weren't sure and had struggles. And so they get it, you know, they, they know what you're going through and and there's a compassion there. There's Mm -hmm. an empathy there and there's a a genuine caring there because they know you're embarking on something different, you know? Um, And so it was, it was, it was really cool. And one of the reasons why I wanted to have you guys on the show was you know, you represent that demographic that I'm trying to find more of, which is uh, the younger couples. You know what I'm saying? Because I know that if a younger couple listens to my show, maybe they don't resonate with the story of that older couple as much. And they feel like, oh, well, their story doesn't pertain to us. We, it's not like ours. Where, you know, I disagree with it. I think that there is some common ground, but I, I get why they feel that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, for me, it's been about, okay, well, if I can find more younger couples willing to come on and talk about this, then that'll help the couples that are out there struggling. That'll help those women that where her husband brought this up to her and she's like, okay, well, let me do some research, you know? And like, I know you said that you felt a certain kind of kinship when you heard uh, Lupe and Micha's episode and they talked about being high school Mm -hmm. sweethearts, Mm -hmm. you know? And I know that there's going to be someone out there who's going to hear this and they're going to feel the same thing towards you guys. I mean, like I know that your story is going to in- inspire somebody and connect with someone. Um, and that was why I, I really wanted to share it. So I want to thank you both, you know, for, you know, for coming on and, and, and talking about, it. I'm sure my listeners like talk about splash, talk about splash. <laughs> I'll have them back to do that. Like I said, this was just about your journey. Like everything that went up leading you to come to Splash. You know, obviously we could talk for another hour about what Splash was like for you. <laughs> like I said, that'll give us a, a, re, a reason to come, you know, to come back and, and revisit this. But like I said, I just wanted to thank you guys for, you know, for coming on and, you know, being so open and, 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 and sharing your journey uh, with all my listeners. But um, before I let you get out of here, what I always like to say is like you, you have people who are listening like you yourself was at one time who are still trying to figure out, is this for us? Can we do this? You know, is this going to change us? Is it? So I'll start with you, L. For those wives who are unsure, who don't know, hey, my husband just kind of dropped this bomb on me. What do I, what do, I do with this? What would your advice be to someone in that position? Um, I would just say like communicate. I know like there's, there's, a, there's a reason why people always say right? that, but please. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's what everyone says, but you know, but it's the truth, you know, it, it's communication. It's just talking about, you know, I mean, obviously with him, you know, he, he, he trusted me and, you know, to tell me his, his fantasies and just being open-minded and communicate. I mean, it could be like, I don't want it you know, or yeah, let's try it. You know, I think just communication is a big thing and, um, just, just be honest, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. And for you see, again, there are husbands out there who are like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting on this secret. I, I think about it all the time. I don't know how to bring it up to her. I don't know how she's going to react to it, 
but I know that it's something that I, I at least want to talk about, mm-hmm. but I don't want her to see me as some kind of weirdo deviant. Like how, what would your advice be to those guys that are dealing with those emotions right now? I would say that like, I mean, she's going to, I don't want to reiterate the communication, but I would say that if you feel the trust to with your wife and you trust with your, you know, your other, mm-hmm. that, you know, it's going to be worth, it's worth bringing it up and exploring. It's just, at the very least, I think if you can approach, approach the topic and not necessarily in like a super kind of like, like horn, horny way or right. whatever, not always like, you know, sometimes maybe outside of the bedroom sometime, you know, is where you would sit down and actually be like, you know, I want to just talk real quick about this and just kind of let it out. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, if it's really something for like, you know, for me, like the submissive was like really, you know, something I felt inside of me, I guess. So when I, when that came out, I felt like freaking weight lifted off my shoulders in a way you could say. So, I mean, if there's, right. if there's somebody that really is harboring that fantasy and you really want to take it to that level or try it, at least, at least bring it up. Um, at least talk about it. And like my, like, Elle said you can go back and forth and communicate with it and see whether it's the right path or not. But I mean, at least, at least try. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, that's, that's, that that's fantastic. And like I said, uh, you know, thank you both uh, for, for, you know, for taking some time out of your day to come on and you know, let me pick your brains a little bit. I, I, I greatly appreciate it. And I know that my, my listeners will enjoy it. And uh, before I get out of here, as always, I want to thank my Patreon supporters. Um, as you guys know, I wouldn't be able to do this if it wasn't for your support. You know, you guys mean the world to me, and I love you all, so thank you. For those of you who are not yet Patreon supporters, like I said, maybe this will be the episode that will convince you to say, hey, you know what? We like what that Michael C. guy is doing, and, you know, we, we want to support him because we want him to continue doing what he's doing. So on behalf of my guest, CNL, I am Michael C. This has been another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast, and I will see you when I see you. Peace.